This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. From coast to coast and around the nation, this is the Washington Ledger Podcast with your hosts, Larry Leese and Jacob Siegel. Each week, we dive into the latest news surrounding us. Welcome to the Washington Ledger Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Leese. Today, we're diving into the latest news from around the country. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible, for sponsoring this episode. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, self-development, true crime, history. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post as well as guided meditation programs. Sign up today and receive one free audiobook and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Larry21. And the best part of this deal is, should you cancel your 30-day trial, you still get to keep your audiobook for free. And now let's dive into today's first topic. Federal court has ended the mask mandate. federal judge has voided the Biden administration's mask mandate for travelers using public transportation, such as trains and airplanes. The mandate, coming from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, applies to people as young as two years old and had been set to expire a number of times but was recently extended on May 3rd, before the eventual ruling. The ruling comes from U.S. District Court Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell and came in a case brought in Florida federal court by Health Freedom Defense Fund and frequent air travelers Anna Daza and Sarah Pope against the administration. Judge Benzel determined that the mandate violated the Administrative Procedure Act by being outside the scope of the CDC's authority and was arbitrary and not going through the required notice and comment period for federal rulemaking. Benzel examined the section of the Public Health Services Act of 1944 that was the basis for the mandate. The law allows the CDC to make and enforce such regulations deemed necessary to prevent the introduction, transmission, or spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into the states. To achieve this, law, to achieve this the law says that the CDC can utilize, quote, inspection, fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, pest extermination, destruction of animals or articles found to be so infected or contaminated as to be sources of dangerous infection to human beings and other measures. The administration, the judge noted, has claimed that the mask mandate falls under sanitation. The judge noted that one could view sanitation as being 
an active measure to clean or as a preventive measure to keep something from getting dirty or infected. But through an examination of the statutory language, she determined it was the former. Quote, the context of the statute indicates that sanitation and other measures refer to measures that clean something, not ones that keep something clean. Wearing a mask cleans nothing. The judge also noted that the CDC's reasoning was flawed because the sanitation power only applies to property, not to people. The ruling also poked a hole in the government's defense that the CDC's interpretation of the statute should be given deference in accordance with the landmark 1984 case of Chevron USA versus Natural Resources Defense Council. Mazel said Chevron only applies, quote, when the devices of judicial construction have been tried and found to yield no clear sense of congressional intent. A court may not rest on Chevron, Chevron to avoid rigorous statutory analysis. Mazel wrote, noting that the law in question is not ambiguous. Additionally, Mazel ruled that the CDC improperly avoided the standard notice and comment process for rulemaking and that the exception the government invoked did not apply. The administration claimed both that the mandate was not a rule in the sense that required notice and comment and that it qualified for the good cause exception. The judge rejected both arguments, noting that the only reason the administration gave for good cause was the COVID-19 pandemic without giving specifics. Immediately following the announcement, United Airlines told employees that the mandate will remain in effect until they receive guidance from the federal government on how to proceed. Later Monday, agencies it was announced agencies are reviewing the decision and assessing potential next steps. The official officials have confirmed that the court's decision means CDC's public transportation masking order is not in effect at this time. Meanwhile, the Association of Airline Attendants said in a statement it is urging calm and patience among passengers and that they're hoping to avoid violence in the friendly skies while they gather legal analysis of what the ruling means for flights taking off right now. Ooh, can't believe I'm going to ask this, but uh, let us know in the comments section below. Um, what do you think about the mask mandate ending? Are you in favor of it? Are you, are you glad it's over? Or do you think it should still be in place? Let us know. And hey, um, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TWLedger. And now on to our next topic. Shocking, the Republicans quit the Presidential Debate Commission. The Republican National Committee have voted unanimously to withdraw from its participation in the Commission on Presidential Debates, the organization that has long governed general election presidential debates. Which is not a surprise because, gosh, all the debates I've seen over the years have just become a circus. Like, there's no point to having them. In a statement, RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel said the commission is biased and has refused to enact simple and common-sense reforms to help ensure fair debates. This includes hosting debates before voting begins and selecting moderators who have never worked for candidates on the debate stage. The commission was formed in 1987 as a nonprofit sponsored by both the Republican and Democratic parties. They have sponsored debates in every presidential election since 1988. The vote comes after months of signals from the Republican National Committee that it sought a break from the commission. In June 2021, McDaniel sent a letter outlining several complaints about the commission's practices, reflecting former, Trump's, former President Trump's concerns about the conduct of the 2020 debates. 
The Trump campaign attacked Scully for working for Biden roughly four decades earlier, leading the journalist to accidentally publicly reach out on Twitter to Anthony Scaramucci, Trump's short-lived White House communications director. When the outreach, uh, when the outreach frustrated Republicans, Scully said he had been hacked, something he later admitted was not true. C-SPAN then placed Scully on administrative leave for lying. The commission eventually canceled the second debate after Trump declined to attend a virtual debate despite concerns over his COVID-19 diagnosis. The RNC has advocated for a number of changes to the commission. This included adopting term limits for its board and prohibiting members from making public comments about any candidate. McDaniel, in an echo of Trump's concerns, has also pushed for more influence on which journalists moderate general election debates. She's been asking the commission for a transparent criteria for selecting debate moderators that would disqualify individuals from consideration who have apparent conflicts of interest due to personal, professional, or partisan factors. Let us know in the comments section below. Do you think there should be debates anymore? And how do you think that Republicans will handle their future debates, at least within their own party? And now on to our final topic. CNN Plus is shutting down just weeks after launching. The sad fact about this whole incident is Quibi st struck it out longer. Just three weeks after the streaming service launched, Warner Brothers Discovery announced it is shutting down CNN Plus. Variety broke the news first, and the service will be ceasing operations this week meaning it will be closed after just 32 days. CNN, CNBC reported last week that CNN Plus was pulling in just, at, just around 10,000 daily users who were willing to pay $6 per month for exclusive live, on-demand, and interactive news-driven programming. New CNN president Chris Licht, who was appointed after Warren Media and Discovery merged earlier this month, made the recommendation to kill CNN Plus. Andrew Morris, the executive vice president who is running CNN Plus, is expected to leave Warner Brothers Discovery after a transition period. Reports suggest there may be hundreds of related job cuts, which some um, CNN Plus hosts kind of hinted at on social media. It seems some CNN Plus programming could be bound for HBO Max. CNN, CNN itself noted that Warner Brothers Discovery CEO wants to combine the company's content into a, excuse me, into a single streaming service. That tracks with the plan to eventually merge HBO Max and Discovery Plus. CNN had high hopes for the project and invested hundreds of millions of dollars into the streaming service and recruited talents from other networks, such as Chris Wallace from Fox News, Casey Hunt from NBC, all to be hosts on CNN Plus shows. However, Warner Brothers... Discovery executives quickly pulled the plug after CNN failed to gain much traction. For what it's worth, CNN crashed and burned even harder than Quibi. The short-form streaming service launched in April 2020 and shut down that December. Warner Brothers Discovery might take a little solace on the fact that Quibi blew nearly $2 billion instead of a relatively meager nine-figure sum. Hey, I want to know... Did you ever sign up for CNN Plus? What did you think of it? Um, I was I signed up for it. Like I think it was either the day it was launched or like sometime after. But I thought it was a fair price, six bucks for it. it had a good amount of 
content. Well, let us know in the comment section below what you thought of CNN Plus. And so now, before we go, I'd like to thank you for watching and listening. And as always, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up if you like the video, support the show, buymeacoffee.com slash TWLedger. Your support helps the channel grow. And as always, thank you so much for listening and watching, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Washington Ledger Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The W Ledger and like us on Facebook. If you like what you hear, join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Washington Ledger. And as always, have a great week.